think we've learned to balance, you know, ads and speaking to people and, and first touch and cold traffic and then also bringing them in to our world because there's a balance there, right? You also want to explain to them, hey, we are a quality brand. We are a quality product. You're not, you're not buying a stainless steel chain, right? That's the same material as your kitchen sink, but you are buying sterling silver, solid gold, straight from Italy. And that, that is embodied in your website and your imagery. And I've, I've always personally had an opinion that if your content is high quality, it means that you do care in the message that you're sending. And it means that you're taking the time to have quality content being made, right? It's the same. It kind of all ties back into the brand, so. On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, we have Josh Pierce. Josh's company, Jackson, is able to spend twenty to $50,000 a day slaying the jewelry market. On this episode, we dive into some of the initial pain points of launching a brand 100% bootstrapped, and also he dives into the image that helped his company, Jackson, launch to a new level by bringing in trusted and certified products into the market. Lastly, my favorite point is how they set KPI goals, not only just for their ads, but within their teams and other backend parts of their business. So let's go ahead and sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. But before we begin, go to funneldash.com if you are an agency owner or media buyer to find out how you can get cash back and scale your ads. Let's go. All right, everybody. We're back in business with another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast. We got your hosts in the building, Mr. Dylan and Zach. What's good, Zach? Good. I'm ready to to, to uh, I'm ready to get into it, man. This guy is uh, today spending upwards of 20 to 50K a day. Oh, yeah. I, I've been seeing his ads. If you're looking for some legit gold chains, you know, this is the guy to talk to. <laughs> but we have a badass brand. As mentioned, I've been seeing their ads for, shoot, months and weeks. And I know they're a media buyer and he kills it. But we have the co-founder and COO of Jackson, Josh Pierce. What's good, man? What's happening, guys? I'm stoked. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I think... Uh, I think I'm, I'm about to learn a bunch from you guys. <laughs> you're doing, innovating the game. But yeah, um, I'm hyped. I saw the robe before uh, audio, and I think <laughs> you can use the gold chain with that velvet robe, baby. It looks good. Oh, um, man. I love it. So, so tell everybody about Jackson. How'd you get started? Like, uh, what are you guys trying to do? Sure. Yeah. Um, cool. We're way back in 2017. Uh, my business partner, his wife, actually was looking to get him a little gift while they were getting married. I think it's kind of like a traditional thing, right? Where the, you know, the fiance, they gift, fiancés gift each other. And uh, she was looking for kind of like a minimal, clean, uh, you know, gentleman's like chain to get him. And she kind of ran into this issue is what we call it, where she either had to decide between, you know, like a really well-known mall name brand, uh, overpriced chain, if you will, and then there was the kind of like urban look or, or some people call it iced out or, you know, you can tell a little bit of a difference has like more of a hip hop culture vibe to it. And she kind of just saw it as like, hey, you know, we give credit. Her name's Julia. We give credit to Julia because she really identified the issue first. And uh, my business partner, Josh, he hit me up. I had just come back from working for Red Bull in Manhattan, New York. And he was like, hey, man, 
there's a there's a market gap here. Um, let's do an e-commerce business, and uh, we went for it starting right there. Um, so yeah, that's our story of how we kind of got started. And our our mission basically is to be the number one uh, most trusted brand to come and get quality jewelry and get something that you can trust and know that you're getting at a fair price and from uh, good people, man. Yeah, and I mean to, to a point you brought up, it's it's for the mint jewelry side. It's it's not very you know easy to find something. I mean, I was going to a black and gold party and. I had to go to Party City to get a fake gold chain to look fly in it, whatnot. To where the next, you know, cheapest ones I could find were like three to four hundred bucks, and I'm like, this is a one night ordeal here. So I mean, I think y'all are really hitting a market that's just really untapped. Right. Yeah, we thought the same thing, and and um, yeah, we felt a little confused. Um, it was it was right there, you know, it was a, definitely an opportunity, and we we dove head first. Uh, we were in downtown Los Angeles, running up and down floors, learning about it, checking different things, learning about the market, learning about the commodity itself, and we thought, shoot, you know, I mean, there was there was an ethical part to it too, right? Where it was like, geez, it, like one thing to do this as a cool idea, but we felt like people were getting screwed on um, what they were buying and what what the quality was and what they were understanding about jewelry as a whole. So, yeah, I, I hear you. I think uh, I'm sure you pulled off the party city swag, but I think oh. we can help you out at the next black and gold party. Oh, 100 percent, man! Oh, I got the turtleneck ready, you know. So it's one of those things. The stash comes out full effect. It, yeah, the, yeah. Gold just, the gold just matches it. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what's the ad that's 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 killing it here. For what's the uh, what's the winning ad? The ad, yeah. Well, um, I'll let you guys know, but I'd, I'd love to hear what you think would be really, really great for Jackson, probably offline, because I'm sure you could, you guys can be the wizards to me and what we're doing. But. Um, yeah, so what's working for us, like kind of stemming back to that, you know, our goal for Jackson is we're not necessarily trying to be the the craziest or the coolest per se, but rather like just the most trusted, the most certified, the most, you know, stamp of approval where people just know that they're going to get something great. And, and that kind of stems to our best ad right now, which I will say is it's it is a QVC style, someone with an amiable, you know, benevolent vibe who's explaining precisely what we're offering, precisely what the product is and what the differences are. So it sounds funny, but, you know, our ad is simply we've ran all kinds of, you know, they call it speed ramping, you know, crazy effects, cool, cool video, cool audio. And what trumps that every time is simply someone saying, Hey, stop and look. This is what we got. This is what makes us different. And I appreciate you and your time. Um, so I call it a QVC ad where our guy, JD is his name, just crushes it and, and lets everybody know why we're different. Man. And yeah, I'm checking out y'all's ads right now in the ad library. And I even love the angle, angry angle you have where it's, is he hard to shop for? So I'm even kind of curious on how you kind of incorporate the creatives for men versus women. Cause I would imagine it's going to be a different scenario there. Sure. Yeah. I think uh, one thing for me, you know, I'm not the greatest ad buyer out there, but I will say that it's always a good refresher for any media buyer or anyone, you know, building their brand or building their ads to just think, hey, who's really buying this, right? Like, you know, we were a men's forward brand for a while. We do have some women's items now. We're diving into that market more and more, but, you know, we never really realized that we were a phenomenal gift for men. And, and there was such a huge opportunity for us to advertise to women and let them know, hey, you know, this is this is a great uh, lifelong lasting gift that 
that, you know, can have some emotional tie to it and something that he wears every day. Right. So, um, yeah, you're totally right. We, we've been looking at different methods and rethinking of who buys Jackson actually. Right. So that's been a cool realization for us along the way. Man, I love that. So when it comes down to it, are y'all kind of noticing, well, I guess what I'm getting at is do you have, you know, one or two ads that kind of take the majority of the budget or is it pretty, from what you know, is it pretty spread, you know, across all of them pretty equally or do y'all have, you know, one or two that take up, you know, six or seven, eight percent of the budget is being that proven? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that we all wonder sometimes too. And I think for us, it is the freight train approach. I call them freight trains because you, <laughs> you let them go and they keep growing and they, they only grow smarter. They like Facebook only lets that spear drive further and further and further through the bush. Right. And I think for us, we do have the freight train model right now where we have a couple leading ads that just eat up that budget and are just wrecking havoc, if you will. Oof, I love it. Now, of course, I'm on the ad side, so I'm always curious about this stuff, especially knowing Blake's running the ads. Like, heck yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, with how much data y'all have in the spend, when it comes to like what audience start working for y'all, are y'all just letting the algo do its thing, kind of going wide open, or are you getting really specific where it's, you know, women in relationship, men in relationships, that kind of style, or it's kind of, you know, going broad with zero interest, zero lookalikes, and just kind of letting the algorithm do its thing? Yeah, I can say that we do both and that we've had success with both. And I can't point out any huge differentiator in terms of success. I will say that around that gifting season, we do see a spike in the you know female audiences getting gifts for him and, and we thrive there. And it's it's been a great audience for us. But to your point, um, we see a lot of success in in broad and then I see and then we see a lot of success in hyper targeted. So if I was to get a little more granular to answer your question, we don't really do semi-broad, if you will. It's either, you know, really, really targeted on those interests or, you know, relationship status, what have you. And then it's it's wide, wide open. Hmm. I love that. So it's good to hear what's working good for y'all, but what's something you thought would kill it that just crashed and burned? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. This is something that, that was, you know, it's probably... <laughs> Probably really simple for especially you guys running just huge ad budgets, understanding from people that are absolutely crushing it, probably here in the country and around the world. But for us, we had to learn the hard way that, you know, making something really quote unquote dope uh, or having someone, you know, in the perfect outfit, in the perfect location, looking what we think is cool and making, you know, walking slow and we're shooting it in 120 frames per second or like, you know, super slow motion and speed ramping it, making cool cuts, making audio sounds, adding like birds flying in there, whatever. Those ads have consistently, you know, saying crashed and burned is pretty heavy, but you know, for the sake of the show, let's say they crashed and burned, right? They, <laughs> they don't convert nearly as well as something that has value propositions or something that has someone, you know, warm and welcoming speaking to you. Uh, as much as we would love for them to convert and, you know, get people to purchase, they do not sell nearly as well as something a lot more simple, right? I mean, nowadays, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on your guys' perspective, but people are learning, hey, you can get that right person shooting you a selfie iPhone video explaining the product or explaining the brand. And that's going to be so much more approachable than something that's that looks like it's a Lexus commercial you know, that's just like beautifully crafted and shot. Not that those commercials don't sell, but for what we do, that has been the crash and burn aspect. 
Oh yeah, and I mean, even to going from the car commercial, they all have beautiful people, and I've been, even been noticing for our ads whenever we get the more you know average Joe or plain Jane. I mean, those convert really well because people can kind of relate there. So I think, and it's kind of funny you bring that up too, because even for Blake's old podcast, it was you know a professionally shot you know video showcasing the hot sauce, which probably cost like twenty k, and the other you know Rich had was essentially them going to a sauce festival, letting people try it, and just recording it for free, and. Which one won? It was the free, you know, video letting them taste it, basically. Yep. So it's kind of, it's so weird how it kind of works. But I mean, I would imagine it's the same case for y'all. So that's just, that's pretty snazzy there. A hundred percent. I think we've learned to balance, you know, ads and speaking to people and, and first touch and cold traffic. And then also bringing them in to our world because there's a balance there, right? You also want to explain to them, hey, we are a quality brand. We are a quality product. You're not you're not buying a stainless steel chain, right? That's the same material as your kitchen sink, but you are buying sterling silver, solid gold, straight from Italy, and that that is embodied in your website and your imagery. And I've I've always personally had an opinion that if your content is high quality, it means that you do care in the message that you're sending, and it means that you're taking the time to have quality content being made, right? It's the same it kind of all ties back into the brand. So there's a balance to be had there, right? You want to, you don't want to scare people off by making them, you know, feel uncomfortable or that it's too flashy or, or not approachable on first touch or cold traffic. But the deeper you go in our funnel and the more, you know, immersed you become in our website, you're going to notice that we do care a lot about content and the aesthetic of everything. Now, before we dive into the final segment, I'm curious on this bad boy because y'all are killing it on Facebook. But what other acquisition channels are y'all kind of using? Snapchat, TikTok, Google, Pinterest? Where are y'all at? Yeah, sure. So um, we uh, Google, obviously, Google we do pretty well. There's good search volume in the jewelry space. Um, there's some there's some good competitors out there and uh, who are crushing it too. But we do pretty well on Google. Google Shopping. Um, we tried Pinterest. We we aren't doing that right now. We didn't see a, a lot of success. I'm sure that a lot of people do, not us at the moment. Um, Snapchat, um, again, I, I don't I don't like to speak on bad points of, of anyone or any company, but for us, we had a little bit of trouble uh, with attribution. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you know how it is. I, I think Snapchat's got a great ad model and they run ads and they have a cool team, but you know, sometimes it's got to be built out a little more robust for us personally to move forward on a bigger budget with Snapchat. Um, and then, yeah, we're trying to, you know, crack the YouTube code and get some more YouTube content out there and stuff too. So yeah, we're not diving. Uh, we don't have this, um, you know, octopus legged platform approach quite yet. I know that that's always the future, right? And I'm sure you guys would advise me and everyone else to kind of be on the tip of the spear and make sure that, you know, everyone's learning and going for these new platforms like TikTok and such. Oh, big time, man. Well, snap. Two segments knocked out. Let's dive into this final piece of the pie here. So, of course, with the name of the podcast, we love to kind of find the crossroads of the marketing and the financial side of things. Sure. So what kind of financial tip or principle can you kind of share with the audience that's, you know, based on your expertise here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good broad question. I think depending on what stage you're listening at, right? I mean, if you're if you're at the stage where you have a spend that's similar to ours or much higher than ours, then you know, ideally, you have someone or yourself that's monitoring that from a you know almost a CFO's level and understanding, hey, what kind of return across the board do you need to have to where you're profitable or you're able to do the things that you want to do with your business, right? Whether that's 
getting new team members, launching new products, um, getting more inventory in, uh, creating new packaging, adjusting the website, you know, all those kinds of things. Right. But on the flip side, if you're, if you're, um, kind of, uh, penny pinching is probably the wrong word, but if you're really, really tight, you know, I have, I have really good friends that do phenomenal on ads and they are every single day changing budgets, um, changing bids, changing ad campaigns, the whole lot. And that's just kind of what they do, right? That works for some people, works, doesn't work for others. But um, to come back to answering your question more specifically, I think for us uh, at the beginning, <laughs> we were we were all risk, all reward, man. We were, I remember, I tell a story, I won't go full in depth, but I remember uh, I had told my parents one time, you know, oh, we, we were buying Facebook ads on a credit card and I remember saying, uh, yeah, we had a couple a couple hundred bucks on there, maybe a few grand to my parents, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, you got to be careful. And it was uh, like 10x that, right? Like it was so much more <laughs> hanging on the balance. And I just remember sweating in bed sometimes like, oh, my gosh. So I think uh, in controlling the finance, you just it's, it's, it's sometimes it feels like nothing great really comes without risk. Right. And I think you got to be willing to set a 30 day term with yourself, maybe on a credit card in order to have that patience and see some results, especially for something you believe in. So hopefully that kind of answers both ends of the spectrum. Uh, but happy to answer further if you think more in depth on that. This episode is brought to you by funnel dashes ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend in partnership with MasterCard. And if you are an aggressive affiliate dealing with dozens of ad accounts, or you are in gray hat or black hat verticals, such as drop shipping, CBD, or other verticals where you're dealing with ad accounts getting shut down, business managers getting shut down, or even de-platform from platforms like Facebook and Google, then you absolutely need to check out Funnel Dash's ad card. We give you unlimited free virtual debit and credit cards. So you can have a dedicated card for every single ad account campaign. And you can attach any name and address in the US so you have complete anonymity on the card and at the card level. Plus, one of my favorite features is that you don't have to pre-fund or even top off like most typical virtual card solutions today. So if this is you and you're operating these verticals, whether you're an agency or an advertiser, then check out AdCard at FunnelDash.com. I think it's pretty solid. I mean, Zach, is there anything you want to kind of dive more in depth on there? Because I would have been, you know, if I was in y'all's shoes, I mean, and I was just launching, I'd, I just want to, you know, break even or, you know, make some profit on the front end to kind of gauge what LTV is. But I mean, yeah, I think you're spot on. You really got to have that risk factor in place to really, you know, yeah. get somewhere where you want to be and really disrupt the market there. Right. So don't mean to interrupt you, Zach, but um, to, to like, yeah, to speak further on that, right. Our products were, we, we we have a high average order value, right? So we did have, um, I mean, maybe call it the luxury of, you know, having a little bit higher of a CPA, you know, a bit higher of a, you know, we're willing to spend, oh gosh, you know, we'll get this ad up to, you know, 70, 80, $90, then boom, someone purchases. So we, we had that ability to kind of have that padding. Uh, it also obviously really depends on what you're selling, right? Like if it's a, Something for thirty, something for fifty, something for five hundred. It, it varies. Oh yeah, y'all have a good AOV. I think that's that's any media buyer's dream. Because if you have those AOVs under fifty bucks, I mean, 
Facebook's getting hard these days. So, I mean, to get a CPA, you know, under 30, then you get the cost of goods sold and everything on the back. And I mean, it's, it's tough to make, you know, make the needle move, but with y'all having that, you know, hundred plus AOV, you know, at the very first sale, that gives you a ton of wiggle room. Right. Right. Yeah. It does help. Awesome, man. Well, Josh, thank you so much for your time, man. Tell everybody how we can support you and how everybody can get in touch. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. No, I, I think, uh, obviously I've, I've, I'm learning some stuff from you guys and I'm going to learn stuff from your podcast. So I think the best way is to support your guys' podcast probably on the flip side, right? I think uh, supporting me is just growing things that that help all of us other entrepreneurs and, and people doing e-commerce and sticking their necks out there through the iOS 14 war and the ad buying war like you're talking about, you know? But yeah. in terms of Jackson specifically, it's j-a-x-x-o-n.com and uh, whether you're wearing a velvet robe or a blank white piece <laughs> we got we got good good quality made in italy chains so we're excited to get them in people's hands i love it well josh thanks man absolutely loved it man thanks for jumping on the podcast yeah you got it Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast. If you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and richadpoorad.com slash podcast. And if you absolutely love the show, go ahead and leave a review and a comment, share with a friend. If you do, take a copy, screenshot of it, email me, zach at funnel-dash.com, show me you left a review, and I'll give you a free copy of the Rich Ad Poor Ad book. To learn more about the book, go to richadpoorad.com. To leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.